Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Dallas, uh, today we're talking about decisions. Decisions that That matter matter, or decisions that matter. Um, Both of those we'll be talking about today because um, what we we often find is that um, uh, people don't understand the People don't understand the magnitude of their decisions. Yeah. So um, decisions to go to part-time work or to retire early or to work extra or to buy, yeah. Um, you know, a, a second holiday, home, buy a holiday home. Yeah. Uh, they don't. They actually don't understand the the um, financial planning is all about trade-offs. Yeah. So so and money just doesn't appear in thin air. Yeah. And. Um, and uh, you know, oftentimes people don't understand the ramifications of their yeah. their and decisions. I think we're really good yeah. at, um, at to give us a, to give ourselves a pat on the back. <laughs> uh, I think we're really good at explaining that to people. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, if you want this, the yeah. trade-off is this. And, um, and so today we were going to talk about some of those uh, stories and also um, give you some real real life examples to talk and, and to talk about decisions that don't matter so much. That's, that's I think the, the other main thing there is that obviously I think most people know that most people know that the decisions that they make will impact their financial future and if they don't understand that concept I don't want them as a client basically <laughs> but uh, I think what happens is we tend to especially in that last 10 years of your working life People start to, we spent 30 years not worrying about it that much, and now all of a sudden it's easy to just get stressed out and worried about every little thing. So what we actually want to do here is, is do both sides of the equation of what are the things that really make a big difference that people might not realise the, the magnitude of the impact of those decisions? Yep. And then also, what are the things that we see people that, people tend to stress themselves out about these things, and, and we have to kind of go, hey, that doesn't, that doesn't actually matter. Doesn't that doesn't matter make so a big impact. So. It's the same old story, you know. Money's a money's a finite resource, and your your mental energy or your attention is a finite resource as well. And so, if you're spending all of your time and energy worrying about these things that that don't really matter, you just don't have the the capacity to worry about the, to get the big things right. And yep. so, that's a a big part of for us is getting those trade off decisions right. But but first and foremost, we want to be spending our our time and our, and and those discussions. They should be. The trade-off discussions need to be about the issues that really matter, not not the things that aren't going to move the needle either way. Yeah, look, it's a good, it's a good point because time is a finite resource yeah. as well. So yeah. um, it's not that it's not that every decision doesn't matter. It's just some of them, um, the weighting yeah. of that particular decision yeah. is, is just has such a small bearing that it's not yeah. actually worth yeah. the time yeah. uh, equation. So it's yeah. not actually worth giving the time up yeah. to, to to actually look at that. So I guess if we if we start. Start on that side of the equation. What are the things? So some of the things that that don't really matter that people tend to stress out about or worry about. As you just said about the the time, I've got a good example here. About uh, I've got a client recently. We were talking about making contributions to super, and 
their their kids are leaving university, going to university and leaving it. Basically, once they move out of home, all of the spare cash flow that was going towards their their kids going there needs yep. to go into their super fund. Yep. And so that's that's the nut. It's it's about twenty thirty thousand dollars a year that we're talking about there. And what we got talking about was what they they sort of said. Oh well, maybe we should put. Um, they, they're going to put $100 a week in, into super for now. And they said, oh, well, in six months' time, this expense will drop slightly, so we can put $120 a week into super instead of 100 And I basically said, there's just no point talking about that. That, yeah. that is such a small amount that it doesn't actually matter. Yeah. I would rather you stay focused on, in two years' time, when this happens, we really need to shift an extra 20 grand a year into, yes. into super, not $20 a week. So. There's probably a whole category of expenses or things like that. That the big one I see is groceries. If I had a dollar for every minute that I was listened to couples arguing about whether we spend three hundred twenty dollars a week on groceries or three hundred, yeah. and and now I just interrupt and say, look, that doesn't matter. It just isn't. It yeah, isn't that look, important. It, it is what it is in a certain. Yeah. Th- there's expenses that are what they are, like yeah. um, rates, for yeah. example. Yeah. And um, yeah. And yeah. If, uh, if, if you're sitting there doing your budget and going, is rates three thousand four hundred a year or three thousand two hundred? Yeah. It's going to be what it's going to be. Groceries, to an extent, it, it is similar because really, I mean, it's the it's it's one of the most important things that you can do is actually eat, um, eat well keep your health yeah. uh, uh, good. Yeah. And yeah, groceries, it, it, it is what it is. Like yeah. basically, obviously you don't want to go over in every yeah. single expense category, but what you yeah. do is you, you say, okay, whatever we have we're spending, yeah. let's not agonize over that. Yeah. Let's make sure that we're eating properly. Yeah. And, um, and and then we'll just adjust the yeah. the other discretion. There's so many other discretionary things that people can adjust to, to, to bring the budget into check. So And that ties into the, the second point that I had here, which is, uh, and, and you made this, uh, this point earlier when we were talking about this, about people agonise about where, specifically where the money goes, if that makes sense. So we, we discussed this at length in, in one of our, our podcasts about should you have a, we've got this laid out here, episode 14, should you have a budget? Yeah. Where I actually argue against, I just think having a budget in some cases, whether you spend, and this is kind of what you're talking about, if you spend $5,000 a year on dining out, and ten thousand dollars a year on travel, you're basically spending fifteen thousand dollars on those expenses. That's right. Now, it actually doesn't matter from a financial planning perspective whether you spend, whether they're the other way around, whether you spend ten thousand dollars a year on dining out and five thousand on travel. No, it doesn't matter. The money's gone. Yeah. You want to spend that on what you most enjoy and what you're going to what you're going to get the most fulfillment out of. But it doesn't actually matter whether that expense is five thousand dollars a year or six thousand dollars a year. As long as those expenses are all fighting it out amongst themselves. Yeah. So, so collectively, as long as you don't spend more than the agreed upon fifteen thousand dollars, yep. if that's fifteen thousand dollars, doesn't yep. matter if you don't travel at all yep. and spend all that on dining yep. out. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter if you spend nothing on dining out and yep. spend that all on travel. Yeah. In this situation, so it's yeah. Look, I, I get that a lot as well because um, yeah. Um, same example. Yeah. Allocate a hundred dollars for dining out, two hundred dollars a fortnight. Uh, for entertainment, a hundred dollars for clothing, yeah, for example, yeah, yeah. and a hundred dollars for miscellaneous. So all of that adds up to yeah. five hundred dollars. So yeah. every fortnight, yeah. um, I get some clients that agonise over if they've, if they've gone over in one category. Yeah. Um, and I say to them, look, it doesn't matter. All of those things are discretional things. Yeah. So yeah, doesn't matter if those 
expenses all yeah. fight it out yeah. and one's a winner yeah. for that fortnight and yeah. you spend $500 on clothing, hey, yeah. you just don't go dining out and you don't go, yeah. you know, um, entertaining and all that sort of stuff. So I, I think a really good example of this is uh, people's tax refund. So, yeah. so obviously we've discussed recently about should you uh, make personal contributions to, to super instead of salary sacrificing. Yep. If, you, if you do it that way, you're going to get a big tax refund. So yep. for example, you might get a $10,000 tax refund. Now, if that $10,000 is meant to go um, be paid off your home loan, then that's just what you've got to do. Yep. But if you've already budgeted for the fact that that $10,000 it's going to get spent, we, we often have clients that that's kind of their allocation for travel for the year, they might mm. say, when I get that tax refund, that's going to fund my big trip at the end of the year. Yep. And then they might get, get their return done in August or September and say, well, we actually don't want to go on that big overseas trip now. We would rather get a, you know, get a new kitchen put in for $10,000. I don't yep. know if that's possible, but yeah, probably not. <laughs> but, but the point is the $10,000, it actually doesn't matter whether it gets spent on a holiday or on a renovation around the house or you know, upgrading a car or something like that. No. As long as that is that ten thousand dollars is the only thing that's being spent, and as long as that's the agreed amount, that's the agreed amount. That's, that's um, the, we we haven't factored that in that yeah. tax return in this instance, and most of the instances that yeah. we have with people, we yeah. don't factor their tax return in. Yeah. Um, we actually see that as a bonus to do those things. Yeah. Um, so if it hasn't been factored in as using to yeah. to to put aside yeah. to go towards yeah. their retirement savings, yeah. um, it's. Fill your boot to an yeah, extent because right. you can you yeah. can you can do whatever you want with yeah. that. Look, um, another another one that I have as a decision that doesn't matter is um, interest rates on your cash reserves or yep. your return deposits. So, yeah, that's a good one. So um, let's just have a look at the difference here. So for every ten thousand dollars that you keep yeah. in, a, in a bank account yeah. or a term deposit, yeah, um, uh, yeah, for the entire year, yeah, uh, for every one percent of interest that you gain, um, that's $100 for the year yeah. in interest that you've earned on yeah. every $10,000. So yeah. what I find is that people agonize over, okay, um, ING's paying me 2% and yeah. and such and such is only paying me 1.8%. Yeah. And um, yeah. they agonize over the differential yeah, yeah, of 0.2%, yeah. which is $20. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, um, it, it's not that it doesn't matter. And if $20 was a course, um, yeah, lying so, on the yeah. sidewalk, you'd bend over to pick it up. Yeah, um, that's an interesting one as well. I don't want to get too. But 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 what are the odds of you actually putting your back out when you bend over? To... <laughs> there's, there's actually been an economist that did study about this. Of, 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 if, yeah. if there's a if the in a, it was an American one, but if there's a penny on the ground, you yeah. shouldn't pick it you up. Pick it up. You I would pick say it up. even fifty cents. No, probably. no, they did the numbers. It's a penny. There was, it's a penny. It's a penny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, but, but, yeah, but, yeah. But, but yeah, look, it's something that people agonize over and, and look, I've even met with people before who had theoretical savings because they, yeah, they had yeah. no savings. Yeah. And they were worried about and, what they were going to do with I said, well, we need to get a savings plan. We actually need to build up yeah. $10,000 in your bank account, yeah. which they hadn't ever done yeah. before. Yeah. And, um, and they started saying, what interest rate would we be getting? Yeah. Sort of, hang on a sec. Let's just worry about getting the $10,000 in there first. But, but, so that, that's a really good example of where, and it probably ties in neatly into things that do matter, is that if you've got a theoretical surplus, which uh, we were still, it's a great racehorse name, but yeah. if you think that you should have a spare $10,000 a year, you've only got so much, the main thing that you should be worried about is where's my 10 grand? 
Yes. You get to the end of the year and go, well, why don't I have the 10 grand? Where's, yeah, are my expenses more than what I thought? Is my income less than what I thought? Yep. That's really what you should be worried about. Yes. Whereas, yeah, the, the return that you get on that $10,000 a, a year. Absolutely. In, in I, look, I, I say to people, it matters more that you um, are on the right side of that equation with the ten thousand dollars. So yeah. you, you 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 have ten thousand genuine yeah. savings. Yeah. Um, keep that under your mattress. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Like yeah. if you if you yeah. if you yeah, if it, it becomes yeah a good problem to have yeah. way down the track yeah. where you've built up five yeah. years worth of that. Yeah. And you, 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 know, you actually have fifty thousand dollars there. Yeah. You can start to look at interest rates then or yeah. if you have too much in cash and you should have that money yeah. working for you a little bit harder. Yeah. So um, yeah these these are decisions and again it's not that they don't make some difference. Yeah. It's just that the difference is so small, and there's yeah. so many, there's so many bigger decisions to yeah. worry about that yeah. it, it's 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 almost worth zero time yes. allocating yeah. to, to to some of these so things. I've, so I've got a final one that that's just on a very borderline of um, things that don't matter, and yeah. and so. I wouldn't say this doesn't matter, but I would say that people spend a lot more energy worrying about. Um, so if someone's on $120,000 a year as their salary, yep. people I find will really stress about, uh, I'm working with someone who's on $130,000 a year. Yeah, that obviously matters. And if someone wants to pay you an extra 10 grand a year, then, then you take yeah. that. But particularly on a higher income, what I find is that that tends to stress people out more than the other things that they could be worrying about. So you're right. On, on that extra $10,000 a year, if, if you're on that salary, you're going to be paying tax at 39%. Yep. So on your extra 10000 you only get to keep 6100 of that anyway. Yep. Now, as you said, it's still $6,000. It was in a brown paper bag right yep. there. We'd, we'd pick it up. But what I think people tend to do, that where I say they stress too much, is that they might really enjoy their current role and be happy to do that mm. for the next 10 years. And they'll go and take another role that's ten thousand dollars a year higher gross income yep. that they're not going to enjoy. They they're going to hate their boss. They 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 don't. They're not doing the work that they really enjoy doing, all for the sake of that extra. Yeah, it, and it's really only a hundred and twenty dollars extra a week per pay. Yeah, yeah. And you could arguably, if you're in a role that you don't enjoy, you could arguably drink that <laughs> um, quite easily because <laughs> to, to numb the pain. To, to numb the pain. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and, and so I think that, 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 that's a good one because there is that top line yeah. anxiety. Uh, yeah. This person earns X, yeah. um, I only earn X. Yeah. And, um, and, and further to that as well, it, it, it's, it's not what you actually earn, it's what you do with the, the money. That's so right. yeah. I've seen plenty of people with a top line of $250,000 and yeah. then they've yeah. got nothing to show for it. And yeah. then I've seen other people with a top line of $60,000. Yeah. And they're, and they're saving ahead. twenty thousand, twenty five thousand dollars of that every year. So, yeah. so um, yeah. it all it, it it it's just there just really is no correlation between yeah. that I that I've no, no consistent correlation that I've seen yeah. uh, of people on the Higher bigger salaries income. doing yeah. better yeah. things with it. That's right. In fact, it's probably the opposite. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the opposite. So, yeah. and, and um, that's so that's I guess the point of obviously if if you're if you're doing a thing and you're happy working away and and that's great. And someone comes yeah. in and wants to offer you an extra ten grand a year. I mean, you probably should take that. Yes. But it's not necessarily. That's not going to be for most people the thing that gets them across the line. Yeah. Particularly if there's a trade-off that needs to be made, and that's what we'll talk about now. If that trade-off is well, I'll do this job that's on higher. It's on a higher gross income, but yeah. I actually hate that job, and so I won't yeah. want to do it for long at all. So. 
because sort of a, the one final um, decision that doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. This, this reminds me of the cinema cinema the bobka out of Seinfeld. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the early Seinfeld episodes called The Dinner Party. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jerry and Elaine and George were invited to a dinner party. Yeah. And they were stopping off at a bakery. Yep. Uh, to buy uh, a dessert. Yeah. They had to bring the dessert. So they had their eyes set on this beautiful chocolate bobka, which I don't even know what it is really, but uh, <laughs> some sort of cake. Yeah. And um, just as they went to purchase it, uh, the lady who had actually pushed in, yeah. which built into part of the yeah, episode, yeah. Yeah, she take, bought the cho- chocolate bobka. Yeah. So, so there's no chocolate bobka left. They had to take the cinnamon. There was only a cinnamon bobka left and yeah. they agonised over yeah. whether cinnamon was a lesser bobka. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, and, so all of these little decisions sort of remind me of that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they ended up buying the cinnamon vodka and yeah. taking it to the dinner party. I it feel was, like it you've, was a pretty you've, big hit. You've, you've drawn a long bow here. You just really wanted to talk about Seinfeld, didn't you? Well, it was my sure. New Year's resolution to bring more bring more Seinfeldisms into the podcast. Yeah. So um, no, but, it, it's but I think the um, I guess there's a lot of these. The other the other one is that again to use a similar analogy of you know if you go to a wedding and and you talk to Often, if you've got someone who's really a bride who's been really stressed out about the, the planning yeah. of that, and you go to a wedding, it's a really fun night, and everyone's having a great time, and everyone's really happy to be there. Yeah. And, and you might talk to the bride and go, Oh, this is great. You know, the, the venue looks, looks fantastic. Yeah. I can't believe it. The blue is the wrong shade. They got it. Everything's ruined. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's true. You go, no yeah. one cares. No, no one, You're no one knows. Your, your family's no, yeah, all here. Right. Everyone's here together having a good time. Yeah. The things that when you're so close to the, and I think this is a part of the role that we play with people, is that when you're so close to things, you can you can stress out about, well, this ING account pays this percentage and this doesn't matter, and oh, my wife goes to the shop and she buys the, the name brand groceries and not the black and gold, and, and it's sometimes someone outside of that going, hey, guys, you're either on track or you're not on track. This isn't yeah. gonna make a difference. Stop torturing yourself. Yeah, that's right. So it's so, almost about getting permission to go, it's permission well, to not it, worry about that. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. Yeah. Um, so decisions that do matter. Yeah. Um, give us some examples, Del. Give us give us one example. Okay. First one that I've uh, got here, which people don't think about, is downsizing. Downsizing a house. Yeah. So, a lot of the time, people come to see us at fifty-five. The kids are just left home, and they'll often go, oh, "Yeah, we've got a family home that's worth yeah you know, five hundred thousand dollars or four hundred fifty thousand dollars or whatever, and we've got a debt of." $200,000 against it. Um, and then when you say, oh, well, do you plan to stay in that house forever? And they go, oh, no, it's probably a bit big. We might look to downsize when we retire. Hmm. Now, if you actually said, okay, well, why don't you just downsize now, sell that house, again, using those rough numbers, if you could sell it for 500 and buy a replacement smaller house for 300,000, this is yeah. all Townsville property prices, obviously, yeah, for anyone right, listening yeah. outside there. What, you actually, what that allows you to do is that it doesn't seem like a huge difference, but what it actually yeah. allows you to do is clear that $200,000 mortgage and then every dollar that you were gonna to have to put towards that mortgage for the next 10 years can go straight into your super fund and makes a huge difference. It makes, over a, that it makes a massive difference of, of hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars. Yeah. And by the same token, if you've got that $500,000 house and your mortgage is paid off and you can sell and replace that for 300,000 and you've got 200,000 cash, hmm. you can contribute that into your super fund Yep. Over the course of the next ten years, um, you know, based on conservative rates of return, that should double. It's yep. a huge difference for for a lot of people, and I think again, it, it's almost that 
that's just our house. That's where we live. We don't think about necessarily. Yeah. It's not something that springs to mind for people to go. Well, do we actually should we live here? Is this is this the house that that suits us at our current stage of our life? We talked a lot about that in the the very first podcast that we've yeah. ever done, yeah, we did. Uh, episode one, downsizing your home instead, instead of your, of your lifestyle. Yeah. So um, yeah. have a listen to that because yeah. it, it goes into the three different decisions that you can make, yeah. uh, which is to to keep. Yeah. And there's valid reasons to keep a bigger house as yeah. well. Um, yeah. uh, 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 we go through that in that in that yeah. podcast, episode one, uh, to downsize yeah. or to actually rent. So yeah. there's there's some people that that rent. Oh yeah. Um, um, uh, which which I go through a story in there yeah. uh, about a lady I'm going to talk about right now. Yeah. So this is a separate thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but but, uh, look at, look at, but but that that's that's I guess why before you before you move on to that I think that that's something that. If you're listening to this and you, your kids have left home and you're just sort of, for a lot of people, it's more inertia than anything else that, that that's why they're staying where they are. That's just the yeah. house. That's where they've always lived. It doesn't occur to you. But if you haven't given any thought to whether you whether you would do that, it's at least worth having, worth having the conversation. It, it is yeah. worth having a look because, um, and that's true of decisions in general, is to, mm. is to actually even look, to, to, to look at decisions. Yeah. Um, we talk a lot, Dallas, about about looking at um, uh, people look at decisions black or white do I yeah, do yeah. this or do I don't do that but there's so many variations so you yeah. can look at different variations of decisions yeah, yeah. but um, but uh, even even starting with the do I do it or do I don't do it yeah. and writing down the pros and cons and yeah. actually yeah. and actually sitting down and actually and, and, and looking at the flow on effect of that yeah so um, uh, I mean an example that springs to mind for me is a um, a client of mine lives. Uh, he, he certainly doesn't mind me mentioning her <laughs> yeah, name yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. So, so not Jane Smith then. Not <laughs> Jane Smith. Uh, Liz. Uh, hello, Liz. <laughs> um, look, uh, we've we've spoken. Liz loves travel, and um, yeah. look, we've already built into her retirement. Yeah. So she she's just got to the point now uh, where she um, has enough to retire. So we've hit her target yeah. in terms of 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 um, uh, where the number that we wanted yep. in our retirement savings, in our yep. superannuation, yep. Um, we've just reached that. Yep. And we reached a little bit earlier yep. because of, of uh, yep. you know, her following the plan and yep. reasonable, reasonably good market conditions. So we'd, we'd always had up our sleeve to actually get to that point first and then to talk about, yep. do you extend your working yep. life for yep. another two years? So, so so this ties. There's, there's actually two separate here for for Liz, isn't there? There is. Is, is that the, what's allowed her to to, to hit that number? Uh, part of we said sooner than you expected was the downside decision, which so is she, something she, she did a while ago. Yeah. So Liz ended up actually selling her house. So the house that she had, and we go into this in more detail in episode one, yeah. didn't really suit her needs. No. She didn't like the house. She yeah. still had a mortgage on yeah. it, and yeah. um, and. She said, look, I'm either going to sell this house and, and, and buy another one, which would mean taking on a larger mortgage. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what to do. And I said, well, would you consider renting? Let's have a look at the yeah. the, the options there. Yeah. And when we looked at it, um, uh, the rent was actually free. And what I say, what I mean by that is, yeah. is if, we, if we stripped out all the costs that she was paying and the mortgage yeah. and the, 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 the rates and the maintenance and all yeah. those types of things, um, that was far more than what she was going to be paying in in rent, yep. um, and and you know she could sell and yep. she'd come away with 
yeah, um, significant amount of equity yeah, yeah. from the, the the fact that she sold for way more than what yeah. the loan so, was. So not only did she, did she yeah, so in that so. case, not only did she pay out that mortgage and not have to come up with that cash flow every yeah. year, but she also had a lump sum that she could put towards. That's right. Savings. And bearing in mind, this was a decision that took place over three years. We didn't rush yeah. into that decision. Yeah. We would never rush into that decision. Yeah. Um, a recurring thing that, that kept coming back from Liz to me was how much she loved travel and how yeah. much travel she wanted to do. Yeah. So, so we were able to to actually crunch numbers and, and, and I was yeah. able, to, able to say, well, we can add $15,000 a year to your already yeah. um, reasonable travel budget yeah. if you were to rent as opposed to yeah. to buy, uh, as opposed to owning. Yeah. Um, and given and that she wasn't, she didn't, she actually wasn't in the, the right house for her, yeah. um, made that decision a little bit more easy. Yeah. So. And then it's not to say that she won't buy in the future again. No. Like she can still, yep. I mean, the way that her retirement savings are going to grow in retirement, yep. um, even after she is retired, yep. she could, it's always her prerogative to, yep. at any stage of her life, yep. say, okay, I want to buy now yep. um, and yep. to take out yep. money tax-free yep. from her superannuation at that point in time. Yep. And and pay cash for a house or a yep. unit or whatever it is. So yep. that was that was one part of it. Yeah. And so, so, and then so I mean, that's the that actually helped her get to where, where she, she is right now, which yep. is ahead of where we thought she would be at yep. this point in time. Yeah. The second decision that we didn't, we just tabled this in the past, and 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 it was when we do get to that yep. figure that yep. we that we want to be. Yeah. Um, there's an option to actually work another two years. Yeah. And, and two years just a made up figure that it seems to be about would, about would, what it's it's easy for most people and that's where it doesn't years, seem like much. Two years like is, is 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 reasonably easy because it's get through this year. Yeah, and, and then they get year. one more. Yeah. So yeah. So um, I mean, we all comment yeah. every year about how quickly, quickly Christmas yeah. came around. Yeah. And um and 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 Liz works uh, as a. Uh, a librarian in the school system so yeah it's not even a year to, yeah, yeah. I, I can i feel like i can say this when i'm no no no, no, wife's no my wife's a teacher what what no, teachers i can't, teachers I can't are, wait for the hell so, of so the teachers, teachers you think it's no, easy no i don't but they but all you have to do yes yeah. it's, it's like running hill sprints yeah so yeah, when you yeah. run hill sprints yeah it's you don't far. think i've got 10 of these hill sprints yeah you no, go i'm gonna do this next one yeah so with teachers, it's yeah. all it's all term time. That's so yeah, that's it's, true. It's, we've got ten weeks to go. That's the same. You know, when, 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 go, when you say to when you say to a teacher something about you know, oh, it's week six. Yeah. What's this week six? Yeah, no one else in the world knows. And, what and week your mother six and is. father were teachers, yeah. so you, you you know what I'm talking about. So yeah. so, so it's so, really it's really only concentrating on that next yeah. Um, and yeah term, the remaining term time. So so that so that's another good example of one that people don't realise how much that matters. So working for an extra yeah. two years. So you, yeah. you know you might want to retire at sixty-two, and you might get to that point and go, "Hey, what's what impact will it make if we work for another two years?" So the impact for Liz is that she'll be able to draw an extra twenty thousand dollars a year yeah. uh, to tr- for travel yeah. every single year for at least the first fifteen years yeah. of her retirement, yeah. if not twenty years or more. Yeah. So somewhere in that range. So 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 basically. Um, Working an extra two years will add roughly two hundred thousand dollars yep. extra to her retirement savings. Yep. Um, we're going to segregate that amount. Yep. And we're going to purposely run that, that down yep. over over time. Yeah. And, so, and the so reason we can do that is is the bigger yeah, pot of money. money yeah. Um, we want that to continue to grow into perpetuity yep. because that's so going to replace all of her income, all her income needs her income forever, forever and a day. 
Yeah. Um, with travel, it's a little bit different um, yeah. because you know uh, you, you generate most people generally fifteen or twenty years of, of, of yeah. extensive travel. Yeah. Um, they're starting to push up into yeah. the yeah. age where they they may not travel much after that. So yeah. So that extra two hundred thousand dollars by working an extra two years. Yep. Um, and you can spend uh, that we're going to segregate that and, and, and actually purposely run that down yep. over the first 15, yep. 20 years of every time yep. by drawing an extra $20,000 a year yep. uh, to travel. So yep. um, yeah, here's, here's, here's this example of decisions that do matter. So, so when we're at first table, this was Liz to work an extra two years. She's like, oh no, I, yep. I, don't, I don't want to do that. Yep. Um, and I said, well, here's, I mean, why I mention it, is because I know how much you love travel and we'd yeah. already built a healthy travel budget. Yeah. But within a matter of minutes, Liz was able to crunch the numbers and yeah. go, yeah. oh my God, extra 20. Yeah, yeah. imagine And, and, that. and imagine I can only that. imagine that she was thinking of all the different things, all yeah. the different places that she could go every single yeah. year yeah. for that extra $20,000 a year. Yeah. And it was a relatively easy decision yeah. to make yeah. to, to stay on to and, work for an extra And I think that's years. probably a, a good point is that it, it's something that we, uh, as well, I guess it's not something that you uh, that you know ten years out from retirement. It's yeah. more something that we're starting to see as our, as as our clients go. Okay, okay, I've got a retirement target. I want to retire at sixty or sixty-two yeah. or sixty-five, whatever it is. As they're getting there, some people that's that's the end of the line. That's as far as they want to go, yeah. and, and they pull the pin. But for a lot of people, they're getting there, going well. I'm not. Yeah, you know, they're not necessarily hating that work. They they don't really mind, and they're going well. It's a good example of a conversation where when you make it concrete like that, and that's a big part of what we're talking about here, if you make it clear to people how much that matters and, and the impact that that will make, you at least then, you, you then know. If she might have gone, no, I don't want to work for another yeah. two years and I'm happy with the travel budget I've already got, you go, fantastic. Yeah. But if you, you, would, you would be doing her a disservice if you didn't have that conversation and, and make yeah. those numbers clear to say, this really does matter. This can make a big difference, this working for an extra two That's years. That's right. And, and, and why it makes such a difference, people listening would think, how, how does two years equate to $200,000? Yeah. Well, the inputs that, that are, um, you have working for you at that point in time, yeah. number yeah. one, um, the superannuation balance that you have is the largest it's ever been. Yeah. So the money that that makes yeah. is, a, is, a, is a phenomenal amount of money yeah. by that stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you also have employer contributions going in for another two years, so your yep. employer making their contributions. Yep. Um, and you also have the ability, of course, to salary sacrifice because you're, yep. earning, you're still earning a wage, you're yep. drawing from your superannuation. So the, the yep. combination of those three things yep. um, adds, no, it's different for everyone, but in, in Liz's case, yep. uh, certainly will add yep. somewhere in the vicinity of about $200,000 yep. to her yep. retirement savings. And, over and, the that's, and that's a good, a good uh, point there, I guess, around you can put rules of thumbs on the, uh, those things and go, once you are at the point where you've replaced all your income needs, anything over and above that, you are spending that down. So every $100,000 of, of extra retirement savings, you could basically draw $10,000 a year out of that and run it down over yeah. around $15,000, which, yeah. which so you can kind of go, as you say, it's that, it's that light at the end of the tunnel where you go, well, we'll do another year. And in that year, you, know, you can still go and do your travel, um, do all those sorts of things. You're just working for another year, and that's a, that's another ten thousand. And if I want to do another yeah. year, that's another ten thousand. Yeah. So uh, it ties into uh, a point that that I've I'm sort of always uh, surprised at the difference that this makes is comparing working part time in your early years of retirement versus fully retiring. So mm -hmm. the example I use here is that if you if you want to live on eighty thousand dollars a year, 
you probably need about $1.6 million to, to fully replace that, that income for the rest of your life. Now, for a lot of people, and, and this is kind of one that we've found through trial and error, is that a lot of people aren't quite where they need to be to, to be able to, to replace that. So mm. if, and again, most people, they have that as a bit of a retirement target, but it's not necessarily that they don't ever want to do any work ever again. Mm. They just don't want to be working full time and having to get out of bed and go and do something they might not be enjoying anymore. Yep. So I did the numbers on if, if you've got a, a couple who are spending uh, $80,000 a year and they were able to go and earn $40,000 uh, combined. So that's mm. only $20,000 each. It's not a huge mm. amount of work that you have to do to, to earn no. that. If you were to do that for the first five years of your retirement, what it means is that you can you can basically get away with retiring from full time work with one point three million dollars instead of one point six. So it's a three hundred thousand dollar difference. Difference, yeah. And and a, one that we're seeing for most people is that yeah you know, we we historically look at retirement as you work full time and then you stop completely. Yeah. And and as we're seeing people get to that point more and more people aren't wanting to completely retire at all. And so we can kind of back into that and go, well, you can probably cut back earlier than you think if you're willing to do that extra bit of part-time work for that mm. first five years. Mm. And again, the whole point of that is that it's it's the compounding effect of in those early years, instead of pulling $80,000 a year out of your retirement savings, you're only taking 40,000, you're earning the rest. Mm. It makes a, makes a huge difference. Uh, so that's a big one that I think that, that we don't take into account or we don't really and it comes back to like you're saying human beings we tend to be very binary of yeah. will I work or will I not will you, will you not yeah so what's lovely about that is that $20,000 each yeah. is tax, tax free, free. Yeah. Um, because of the tax free threshold of yeah. 18200 plus the yeah. uh, low income tax offsets yeah. so they're earning $40,000 combined from yeah. from going to part time work yeah um, you're then saying, okay, we'll, we'll yep. draw forty thousand dollars or whatever they need. It yep. might be even less than that yep. from their yep. from their superannuation, which has been yep. pushed into an account-based pension, tax-free. Yep. Um, so that income, yep. that forty thousand dollars that they top up their their income with yep. from their superannuation account-based pension is yep. also tax-free. Yep. Um, and and that allows their that allows their retirement savings to continue to grow because yeah. they're taking yeah. effectively yeah. You know, half of what they well, but, yeah. would normally take from that. So, yeah. and so it's growing for them. And, and I think that, that ties into another point that I've got here, which is that, that things that really make a big difference that we might not realise is paying tax in retirement. Mm. So for most wage and salary earners, you just go through life, whatever you get taxed is just what you get taxed. And, yep. and so it's a very... Uh, I met with new clients yesterday, actually, and, and we're talking about some things they can do around contributions into super and yeah. tax savings there. And and that was the comment they made that they'd never really thought about that tax that they're that they're yes. paying. And so it's easy to forget that in that, especially in that last ten years of your of your working life, you really want to structure things so that. And we always that's one of our three things that we try and do for for all of our clients is get them in a situation where they never pay another dollar of tax once they're retired. That's right. And you know, if you look at your someone who's earning one hundred thousand dollars a year, as and it ties into what I was talking about with, if you're earning one hundred thousand dollars a year, that sounds great as a top line figure, mm. but twenty six thousand dollars is coming straight off the top and going to the ATO in tax. So That's right. yeah, if if you can change that so that you know, if you looked at your budget, if you took that into account, it's one of your biggest expenses. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that sort of if you look at, I guess the 
the, an overarching theme of things that really matter is if you looked at your biggest expenses, one of them is usually your mortgage, one of them is your, your actual tax that's being withheld on your behalf. Yep. So those really big expenses, big ticket items that you might not sort of think too much about, they're just rolling out every, every, every week or every month. If you can reduce them, it makes a huge difference. So when you get to retirement, yep. if you're not paying any tax at all, it makes it a, a really big difference to your situation. Absolutely. Um, look, a reason that I have, and one that we see a lot, uh, one decision that really matters is um, whether you keep a car under finance mm. uh, or if you fully own yep. that vehicle or those vehicles. Yeah, you, um, you're going to refer to episode three? Or refer to episode three. Uh, <laughs> so, so episode three of uh, our podcast, drive a $15,000 car uh, to draw an extra seventeen hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. Seven hundred and seventeen. Seven hundred and seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Seven hundred and seventeen thousand dollars in retirement of income in retirement. Yeah. Now, what a strange title. <laughs> uh, look, what it, ha, have a listen to that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, 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 what it what it talks about is that the average finance cost for driving an expensive car, somewhere in the vicinity of about fifteen thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Um, what we look at in that podcast is if, yeah. hey, if you didn't have that $15,000 a year repayment going towards yeah. that car, yeah. where would that put you if you actually put that $15,000 into your super fund? Yeah. So if you actually just, yeah. just put a reliable yeah. lower cost car, yeah. um, didn't have any finance cost on that, yeah. and you spent that $15,000 yeah. differently by yeah. pushing that into your superannuation fund, yeah. uh, over the last 15 years of your retirement, look, you You'd, you'd end up with uh, about an extra $320,000 of retirement savings. Yep. Now, um, the power of that though is that you yep. can draw a total of $717,000 yeah, Again, of, if, you, if you're spending income, that down and the return you're getting that on that down, money. Yep. Uh, in retirement. So, so people say to me, geez, I love the new car smell. Yep. And, um, yep. and you know, I say to them, would you, would you love, how much, how much better of a retirement could you have with an extra seven hundred and seventeen thousand dollars of of, yeah. of total income yeah. that you've drawn? I mean, imagine the things that you could do in yeah. retirement. So, is the new car smell worth it? So, yeah. again, it's a decision for yeah. people. And some people, some people have that conversation. Say, yeah, I just yep, love driving I just a new love car. love the new car, and and, and and that's fine. Yeah, um, it's it's. I mean, a lot of people. I think a lot of people think they're going to drop dead the day that they retire yeah. because they, they think, "No, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take the benefit now." I, yeah, know, yeah. I know that there's a benefit yeah. down the track, but yeah. um, and but but but, but that's. I mean, it. most people that I that I have that conversation with, especially if they if they're behind to where they need yeah. to be, yeah, um, they're looking for every single way they can breach that mm. gap. Yeah. So they they they're more than happy to. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to, to sell the expensive car and to yeah. to pay cash for a car and to put that fifteen thousand dollars yeah and towards and some and sometimes you've got couples doing that so you got yeah. thirty thousand dollars yeah that's right so uh, I think that that ties into again a bit of an overarching theme of any any sort of um, taking on any additional debt in that last sort of ten years it's yeah. just again it, it's hard to overstate how important it is to not do that. You yep. know, it, it seems like, oh, well, I'll just go and borrow $20,000 for this car, or I'll just go and, you know, yep. um, put this $10,000 um, yep. you know, bit of furniture on finance or something like that. But it's not, it's not actually just that cost. It's all of the cash flow that has to go towards paying that off. Yep. And then it's the opportunity cost of what could that cash flow have done 
over over that ten years instead, and especially when you've got the opportunity to be making those contributions to super, picking up tax savings, the compounding effect of that over time is that it, it's so easy to get caught up in just, uh, but I want this now, so I'll just do that. It won't have a big impact. Yep. And, and it's, it's, a, it's one that doesn't seem like it should matter that much, but it really does. Yeah, look, another one that, that matters as well is we see quite often people uh, have bought a rental property um, you know, for $400,000, the current, yep state yeah. of the market is yeah. that they can only sell it for $360,000. Yeah. And um, look, a common thing that they say is, look, it was a mistake. Yeah. Um, we're just waiting until it gets back to $400,000 yeah. before we sell it. Yeah. And they're anchored, yeah. which is a yeah. big bias, of <laughs> yeah. course. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're anchored to what they paid for it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not telling anyone to sell anything for a loss, certainly not giving personal financial advice <laughs> no. here. Yeah. However, um, you have to take into account the Nine times out of 10, people, yeah. look, it's better for those people to actually, because it's just tying up. We, we say to them, we want you to put you know, $30,000 yeah. a year as yeah. a couple into superannuation, and yeah. they can't do any of that yeah. because they, yeah. this, this property has just tied them up yeah. and, and you know, the rent isn't going anywhere near to covering the, yeah. the, the expenses and the repayments and things like that. So yeah. and, um, a lot of the time, they're better off actually just selling it for a loss yeah, um, I, th- yeah, I think uh, that that's probably a, a, a big theme that we see a lot of is that human, human beings, we're, we're not really equipped to understand opportunity cost well, if that mm. makes sense. So you, you kind of, we, no, we're we, not. We, see, not. we see what's there, we don't see what's, what's not no, there. We, no. we, don't, we see that, oh, well, there's a bit of money coming out for this, for this property or for this car loan or this yeah. whatever. But we don't see what that could be. What it could grow to. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, the other one, again, in, in keeping that theme, is buying a holiday home. So this one, um, again, it's mind blowing how much the difference that makes. You know, especially in Townsville, a big one is we want to buy a house over in Maggie Island or a unit over in Maggie Island, and we'll we'll go over there for the weekends, and yeah. maybe we might want to retire over there. Or you know, we see it a lot with people want to buy a yeah. holiday home somewhere where they think they might want to retire. Yes, just don't. Do it. It's, yeah. it's absolutely amazing how much money that that will cost you, not yeah. just in terms of cash outlays over the next ten years, but where you could have been financially instead. Well, you had an example. I had an example of, of, a, of a real life example of, of a of trade off that you have to do. Yeah. So I have a couple that looked at this and um, and I, I ran the numbers uh, very quickly and basically the difference was if they didn't buy the, the property. They could look to retire in three years' time. If they did buy the property, they'd have to work for thirteen more years. Yeah. So it's literally ten years of working life. So it's an extra ten years of working yeah. to um, yeah to pay yeah, for that property to pay for the property. Yeah. yeah which yeah. it's it's still you know we look at these numbers all the time, but but I often find with different things like that, you look at the numbers and you go, that can't be right. And but you go but back so here's and the, it, but 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 so this is a good example of of even looking at decisions as. Um, there's two options there to either yeah. buy it or to not yeah. buy it. Yeah. So the third option is, yeah. hey, um, look, if you're spending so much time over there and you love it over there, yeah. um, and it's right. really close to Townsville, which yeah. it is, which yeah. they, where they currently live, yeah. then, hey, um, uh, you could retire in three years as yeah. opposed to 13 years. Yeah. You could potentially yeah. sell your house yeah. in Townsville, buy there, move over to Magnetic Island. Yeah. If you yep. love it so much, you don't. Yep. I mean, you don't have to be coming back and forth for work. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. It's easy to get back to Townsville when you yeah. need to get back to. So, yeah. so you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, that's there's, right. There's, there's, it, it's not a black and white thing. It's not a black and white thing. It's not a binary decision. Yeah, and and I think I, I won't go into too much detail because that's probably a, a whole podcast on its own about yeah. if, if you just allocated that money that you were going to put. So, you know, I always laugh that a mate of mine, Jimmy, always says about how every time, everything that ever comes up about money is all you ever say is, Instead of doing that, you could put that money in your super fund. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, so even if instead of buying that holiday house and paying off the, the loan yeah. on that and you know paying for all the expenses, if you just put that money into a separate account and use that to go and yeah. rent a house for a week whenever you want to go on a holiday over there or anything like that, you would still be far better off. So well, that, again, well, that's, an, the, that's another thing. I mean, it brings up stress testing. We talk about stress testing all yeah. the time. So people, yeah. people say, yeah. um, I spoke to a client on the phone just yesterday and um, she said, you know, I, 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 I might be looking at jobs in Brisbane and yep. we might move to Brisbane at some stage. Yep. Should we buy a yeah, house Should there. we buy a house there now and rent yep. it out just so we, you know, yep. and I said, no, yep. absolutely not. No, no. <laughs> oh, but not, not, not only have, do you not have a job there yet. Yeah. Um, you don't know uh, where like, it Even when be. you get a job, even yeah. if you get a job in Brisbane. Yeah. Move to Brisbane, rent, yeah. um, because you. Like I've seen months, so yeah, many yeah, people yeah. Um, a uh, move there thinking they will love it and hate it, yeah. and then they sell yeah. that house and move back and yeah. buy another house. So they've done three transactions. Yeah. So they've sold one in Townsville, yeah. bought one in Brisbane, yeah. and bought then, another, sold that yeah, and bought yeah, another one yeah. back in Townsville when they've. Yeah. Or, or B, um, yeah, we like Brisbane, yeah. but we've ended up in the wrong area yes. because we're yeah all of our friends are in. Yeah. On the north, north side, side, and we're yeah. born on the south side, and yeah, we're yeah. spending more of our time on the north side. Yeah, um, because yeah. st- stress testing yeah. is the, one of the best decision-making yeah. tools. Yeah. I, I think that you can make. When, and what we what we mean by that is actually saying, yeah. okay, the assumption is might end up in Brisbane, might yeah. love it, yeah. might that might be a new yeah. home forever. Yeah. yeah. So you stress test that. Yeah. So if and when you get a job down there, yeah. you actually rent. For yeah, a period of time. That's right. And you might rent on the south side for six months, and yeah. you might rent on the north side. Yep. And people would think, oh yeah, isn't rent dead money? Well, it's yeah. not. Yeah. Um, go back to episode one; it's actually free. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's that's a good point of, uh, again, we, the sorts of things that we look at is that the I think the overarching thing with a lot of these things that really do matter is that we it's it's sort of the opposite of the opportunity cost thing where we tend to look at actual cash going out and it, mm. and in some cases it, it really hurts so like the, the holiday house thing is a good example where or the if, if you if you have a, a an older car and you have to pay a you know maintenance bill on that car yeah. it really hurts to get a thousand dollar bill from the mechanic and have mm. to pay that and oh do it but somehow if it's a three hundred dollar a week Loan repayment, repayment. It's just it just happens automatically. Exactly. We don't yeah. feel that pain in the same way. Yeah, that's right. If you've got a holiday house, every time something goes wrong, you've got to maintain it. You've got to do all these sorts of things. You've got rates builds coming out all the time, but you kind of just allocate that in your mind and you forget about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you then want to go and you know rent a house for for a week and it's going to cost you you know fifteen hundred dollars, people go, oh, that's that's just excess. I don't have fifteen hundred dollars to spend on you know no. on going and renting a house. But if you if you actually think of of that money that you're spending as uh, it's a it's concrete and it, it's tangible either way yeah. whether you're spending that money in 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 a way that it doesn't feel like it is coming out yeah. or you're doing it as those one-off sorts of things like that it's yeah. still the same thing and that's a, again a part of 
our job looking at this objectively with our clients is to go, because we're just looking at the numbers, we don't feel the pain either way. So yeah, we can just right. go, these are the numbers, this is what it means to you. Yeah. And that's that ties into a lot of your stress testing and that kind of thing is to go, well, the first step is to find what really does matter. And then the second step is to go, okay, well, what are the, what are the financial ramifications of that decision mm. that you want to make? Mm. And are you still willing to make that trade? Yeah. yeah. Um, I have nothing more to add. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, oh you, got, you got something more. One more. One more. One, more. Uh, one that I see a lot is that if you've got a, a couple, 10 years out from retirement, and there's one of them might be earning $100,000 a year and one of them is earning $40,000 a year, invariably what they, what they seem to want to do is to go, okay, well, the one who's earning 100000 wants to work for another 10 years, and they'll say, oh, but the one who's earning 40000 I want them to be able to retire in three years time or five years time or retire earlier. This ties a bit into that, the, the, the tax sort of component is that it seems like, it's again one where when you do the numbers on this, it makes a huge difference if that lower earning spouse continues to work the whole time. Yeah. So they, because on their $40,000, they're only paying a few thousand dollars in tax. That's right. So they're bringing in a net amount to the household of you know, over 35,000. Yeah. And so what tends to happen is, again, we look at the top line and go, oh, well, that person's earning 100, I'm only earning 40, it's not making a huge difference. But if you look at the person who's earning 100 is paying a lot more in tax, they're yeah. bringing $74,000 into the household. Yeah. The person who's working on uh, $40,000 a year, they're bringing in some 36000 They're still bringing in yeah. a lot of money and they're still adding a lot, particularly when you look at making contributions to super, how are you going to fund that sort of thing? That's probably the last one that, I, that I'd say is that if you are the lower earning spouse, it, it, it makes a huge difference if you continue to earn some it, it makes a massive difference because um, that's really the cream yeah. of the money that yeah. you can afford to actually put into yeah. your super fund yeah. to get you both in the position that's right. within a relatively short period of time yeah. where you, you've, you've, you've got enough to retire and never run out of money yeah. and to, yeah. to both retire and, yeah. and, and live. Yeah. Um, comfortable, very comfortable retirement. So it, yep. it does make a, a big difference. Yep. Um, hopefully it was good. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening and look forward to more podcasts soon. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.